Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Jimmy here. And Tim Kruger is in the house. TK Brackets has arrived. Another bracket less than uh, three weeks away is about to uh, come your way on stadium.com. Good morning, my friend. Hello. It's a it's a it's an early one. I was up late last night with this thing because I did a I gotta tell you guys, so I was uh, texting early in the evening with Carrie Miller, a guy you've had on the show, yes. Bleach Report, yeah, yeah. who's gonna be here in Omaha this weekend, part of the mock selection committee. And I said, Man, I get to about the seventh season, I feel less like I'm throwing darts. It's it's just you, you, yeah. the resumes are so and I started I started thinking about this last week, like the incredible amount of teams that are have horrible non-conference strength of schedules. And I, it's never been like this. So I did a little research on it. Mm-hmm. So there's roughly 360 teams. So if, you know, I always take 270 and below, that, that means you're in the worst 25% of the, the scheduling. And I went down through the top 50. There's 13 teams that fall in that category. So oh. you're saying hmm. wow. there's over 25% of your top 50 teams fall into the worst. Mm-hmm. I just checked back to last year with six huh. to give you an idea. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So, so what so, does that say about college basketball that, in general? That's not yeah, good. Doesn't and, say good and, things. And it's going to be, they're going to do the Matt Rule thing. They're just not going to blame anybody. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're just, as the conferences get bigger, they're just going to say, well, you know what? And now especially, you know, the Big 12 has been the conference kind of taking the brunt of this, but most of their teams did it. And they're going to say, well, look. It worked, mm-hmm. you know. So I, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna hurt some of these MTEs and so forth. These these schools just aren't gonna play anybody now, which is sad because I the, the way to fix it is, you know, they the committee has always like hammered people a little bit when they get to the three hundred level, like mm-hmm, either yeah. not getting in the field, but more likely to drop them a seed line or to because of their non. Well, when there's 13 out of 15, yeah. they, yeah. you know, if I wanted to do that in my bracket, I'd have seven empty lines. I mean, it would be – so that's not going to work, but they're going to have to – I think that's the only way they're going to have to do it is start penalizing them a little harsher mm. for having that non-conference. And the, the other thing is that the NC has got to step up and maybe make – turn that little dial they have in headquarters and, and make that non-conference maybe a little bit yeah. more of a factor rather – and shut again – Shut down those uh, efficiencies so when a team blows another team out, they don't jump 10 spots in the net. Yeah, that's yeah. so I, I look at Nebraska, for example, and, and their non-con strength of schedule horrible is not very good, but also some of those quad four games, they didn't hammer teams enough. Right, right. yeah, that hurts. Which, which is crazy to think that that's impacting, at the end of February, Howard framing a discussion about a seed line or two. Yeah, that's, that's the... Reality of it, when you see some of those teams high up on the net, you wonder why. Go look at some of the teams they played in the non-conference and how badly they beat them. And so that's why we're having the discussion of the Gonzagas and the Wake Forest of, of like, hey, they're kind of similar, but one is probably going to be in definitely over the other. Both both could be in, but one you're not even thinking twice about. Right, right. And, the, you know, 
this year it starts right at the top. Your number one net team has a strength of schedule two oh nine. I mean it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't it, I've never seen anything like it. We've seen Nebraska do some movement and they now maybe to the local audience. I know you don't have them in Omaha and Gary mentioned this earlier. That's actually a good thing because we got them shooting inside the top ten, right? Or inside the tenth seed to a nine. So what what did what was it more about Sunday or the the appearance on the road against Indiana? No, I didn't put any eye test into Sunday. Okay. In fact, I was really regretting my decision when it was nine to nine with ten minutes to go in the first half. Yeah. And Minnesota yeah. had scored five of those points in the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of tells yeah, us. Yeah, it was five to nothing. Hey, you it's like, oh, Nebraska. Nebraska came back from down five. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they came back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but they, hey, when Gary shoots the ball like that, yeah, they're going to be pretty tough. Um, no, it's it just uh, teams around them, I think. I think they were yeah. edging ever closer that nine, and teams around them kind of lost, you know, and haven't done very well. I mean, that whole last 10 teams in have all struggled here lately. And, you know, it's uh, the other th- amazing thing about this year is teams that say we're in, in the playing game last bracket, they're not even in some of them <laughs> my yeah. last eight out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just it, it's flowing and ebbing so much, but um, you know, again, like if people have been asking me this, and I just say they just got to keep doing what they're doing. They can they can lose another game or two. They're they're fine. So they've got Ohio State Thursday night, which is sixty six. They're on a juggernaut right now, man. They're screaming up my bride. They're not in yet, but they're getting close. Well, that would be that make things interesting, Columbus. Uh, yeah. Then you have Rutgers, and then you have Michigan, and then you have one game. Possibly as a double buy, but you're playing on Thursday. So, as if they stay in the nine range, Omaha's out of the picture because the number one yep. seed is not coming here. Yep. Um, but walk me through how you think they will look at Nebraska's non-con strength of schedule when they get in the room when Nebraska's discussion comes up. How will that factor into where Nebraska is now? Because as you mentioned, you just got to keep winning. I agree with you. They don't really have any resume builders from here on out until maybe, fingers crossed, they get one in Minneapolis. Right, right. Um, They have some high-quality wins that, frankly, other teams just don't have. Um, You know, you've got Purdue, you've got Wisconsin, you've got Michigan State. Those are all top 25 net teams. Now, they're all at home. That's Mm -hmm. the one thing that they will get penalized, quote-unquote, with a little bit because they didn't really have any quality a non-con or, or non-con or conference road wins. Kansas State would be their mm-hmm. best road win right now, mm-hmm. and they're not in the field. So that that's I know this weekend we mock we we've got guys that he, weigh heavily on that, and I know yeah. that'll be brought up. Like, well, they haven't beat a team in yeah. the field on the road, mm-hmm. um, but but that's not going to hurt them because they've, they've got enough other things. I mean, their Ken Palm's at thirty four, so they're they're in good shape. They're really in good shape. Sunday's result, and I don't think – we've talked a lot about Creighton, of where their ceiling probably is and, and where their floor is, and it's it's you know kind of where they're at right now as far as maybe, maybe getting to a three eventually, but I know right now you have them as a four. What was more impactful, though? It was, was Sunday's game more about St. John's now all of a sudden putting themselves at least in the conversation with that win? Yes, I, I think so. Um, didn't seem to hurt them in the polls. Right, you know? right. Um, 
And I think people, I think basketball people know, number one, you know, you're playing St. John's in the Garden. Number two, you're playing Rick Pitino. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, despite what you might, despite what we were saying a week ago, apparently mm-hmm. Rick knows what the hell he's doing, right? Uh, apparently he knew he was just trying to motivate him. And, hey, they played well since then. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. argue it. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, they play that drop coverage and, and St. John's hit those shots. Uh, they kind of did in Omaha too, but they're a bad matchup. St. John's could be two and zero against Creighton. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to reevaluate that. And I think St. John's isn't a great three point shooting team. I would I would maybe go under those ball screens and let them shoot shoot some threes. Or you know, people said zone, but Creighton has a hard enough time offensive rebounding. They're not zone would not be good. So you have Creighton as a four right now going to Pittsburgh, the number one four. So there is Marquette in play, which mm-hmm. we're talking about ge- geographic. You got them in Indianapolis. At one time, they were mentioned for Omaha. Is there any way for Creighton to make up the gap and get ahead of Marquette where they would go to Indianapolis instead of going to Pittsburgh or somewhere else that be, is a little bit further away? It'd be tough now. Um, they just don't have enough time. But, there, again, there's a lot of games left. Marquette's got a pretty tough road ahead here. Including Saturday here. Yeah, and then they got UConn too. So, um, they they could make up some ground. You know, Kansas has shown the propensity to lose games. Mm-hmm. Um, they they would have to go a long way to get to that too. Um, they were right on the edge. You know, they beat St. John's. It would have probably been maybe eleventh overall. Yeah. So that would have been solidly in the threes. So and I don't those threes can be overtook. Okay, you got Duke in there, Baylor. Um, Iowa State, oddly enough, is probably the solidest, most solid one right now. But mm. I, again, there's a team, horrible non-conference strength of schedule, hasn't really done much on the road. You know, they just play in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Alabama now is hitting the the teeth of their schedule. They they kind of shot up the rankings, but now they're hitting the teeth of their schedule. And if they don't perform better than they did this weekend, uh, which was geez, uh, they got Tennessee coming up, so uh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win some games to hold that spot. Um, but again, it would be awfully tough for them to get to. Now, you say they could make a run in New York, but we, I, I'm just I know you keep giving, reiterating that I'm giving up. I'm giving yeah. up on the committee really caring about those okay. games because they just they say they do, but they just. Maybe we just overvalue them, yeah. you know, because they're just one game out of 30-some. I personally, if, if I would make one change, I would, you know, I wouldn't do the last 10 because they've proven that that makes no difference in how you play the last 10 and how you do in the NCAA tournament. But I would, I would put a little more emphasis on it just because you're playing on a neutral floor. Yeah. It's a tournament atmosphere. Everybody's trying to... They're hardest. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, you know, resting people or whatever. And it's more like the NCAA tournament than any other games are going to play all year. So mm-hmm. to me, that should add just a little more value. But they, you know, we just always think back yeah. to Texas A&M, right? And hmm. they apparently didn't value that very much. Well, you kind of answered my question then because I wanted to know between Illinois and Wisconsin, who you have both as fives, look, Purdue solidly in there as a one. Who could potentially have more to gain from the Big Ten tournament between either the five seeds in Wisconsin or Illinois or 
We've got Michigan State at eight, maybe Northwestern nine. Any? Could you see any of them, despite maybe short of actually winning the tournament, but making it to the final day, that they could increase their their seed and their strength significantly in the tournament? Michigan State's kind of in an interesting spot right now. Like, yeah, they. I couldn't drop them more because the teams below them at all struggled, yeah. and yet I can't. Even if they won some, I'm not sure just how high they can break well, through. Because right. okay, so they just seven. appear. So let me ask, so Wichita State does like witchcraft on the <laughs> metrics. How? Who? Like, like with Michigan State. Oh, Michigan State. Yeah. I, I again I, until we know the entire entire net breakdown, it's a mystery, right? Yeah. I I, I don't I, they just they've hung at twenty four all season. That's the other thing I've noticed this year, like with the net too, and I don't know if it's—I I don't know what's causing it, but it just doesn't seem like teams lose. They don't mm-hmm. really move much like they have done in the past, or you know, especially a team losing to somebody that's maybe hundredth in the net. They don't seem to be moving down like Michigan State. I think's been at twenty-four pretty much all season long. Yeah. Now look, Michigan State's getting to the point here. We're seventeen and eleven. Right. All right. You lose two more going down here, and now you are got 13 losses, and then you get to 14 losses? That's that's getting into iffy range, but again, I come back to this. If if they've got a 24 net, I'm sorry, yeah, but he's not keeping them out. I feel like when they lose a game, there's real no conversation about, oh, that's a bad loss. That could hurt. Like they're, they, they're getting themselves in a position, like you mentioned, all of a sudden you start looking at that record, and you're thinking – Okay, is that is are my eyes tell me that this is a a consistent NCAA, is this an NCAA tournament team and maybe in a season of inconsistencies they are this year. Yeah, right. But right. there are times I'm watching them wondering when they lose a game, oh, is that going to hurt them? But yet it never. Se- you're right that like the net ranking alone, it just never seems to impact them at all. Well, we've talked all season long about this. That Baylor win just yeah, and they <laughs> thank smoked God for that, and they because, smoked them too. Yeah. Thank God for that. And right. And see, that's going to jack up their, yeah. you know, their their metrics. Um, but they're sitting at 20 in Kempom. I mean, they're not going right. to move much there. Um, their KPI is at 37, which, you know, that's getting a little high. The committee does seem to value that. This And this, you know, if you're taking anything away from the reveal, they seem yeah. to value that a little yep. bit. Um, not, not all across the board, but a little bit. Um, you know, they got big Illinois wins, so they've got two top 20 wins, um, one on neutral site, one at home. But, yeah, would the, the resume is not horrible. They don't have anything bad on it, I guess. That's that's the big right. thing. Um, they didn't play a lot of quad four games. That's the other big thing, so that helped their strength of schedule. So all of that. But you're looking at 8 and 11 in quad, quad one and two, and, again, the committee doesn't sit there and have a ranking of the – like the fans think they do. Yeah. They don't. But certainly, they like to have you yeah. around 500, you know. So we can tie this into what you're doing this weekend. But Charles McClellan did a, a media car wash last week. Um, and his he was pretty adamant, Tim, uh, that the committee is meticulous and obsessive about seeding the bracket. So when I hear that, I'm thinking there's going to be some teams that are going to face far more scrutiny than the net rankings. When you hear him say something like that, what do you think tied into what you guys are going to do this weekend as the mock committee? Um, I would disagree with them a little bit. 
I don't think they're so obsessed with the seating. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at where they seat some teams, I mean, you're like, oh, that was kind of lazy. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're going to spend, like, so we're, we're sending in our, our list. All, they'll all be to me today and, you know, our initial ballot. So, mm-hmm. but we have six members, so the team's got to be on that ballot five out of six to get in. We're going to probably end up with somewhere 26, 27 teams. So you got to realize we don't talk about those teams until we start seeding them. So I yeah. guess in that respect, yeah, there is more emphasis on the seeding. Um, yeah, I, I, but another, again, like I get back to that non-conference strength of schedule is something that, you know, um, they've always seemed to kind of ding a team a, a line or two. But again, with so many having a non bad non-conference, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they make mistakes. Uh, they they seem to me to make a lot of mistakes in the middle, just like bracketologists yeah. do. Yeah. Just because I don't think everybody's obsessed with the top and the bottom. And that middle kind of just sits there, and you got. And the other hard part about that is right. Like for instance, this year, another year, we're just talking about Michigan State. They're just you could. I mean, if you were just sitting here looking, you could say seventeen eleven, and really not much high quality stuff. You could say they're a ten or eleven seat. I mean, it'd be hard for me to argue against yeah. that, really. Um, you know, so that's where it's tough. But uh, they'll drill down. I, I don't. I don't think the average fan realizes what the committee does. They'll drill down to every single one or loss. You know, that's that's where they really get into it. And that's why I kind of like try to value, you know, the top. How many top twenty fives? How many top fifties? Yep. How many top seventy yeah. fives versus just the quads? I do that too, but it kind of gives you a little bit better impact of. Hey, this team had you know like Nebraska. They had three top twenty five wins. Well, that's that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Iowa. Even their last three games, even in the loss to Illinois, they they are starting to look the part. What do you think they have to do? Yeah, that here? was a bat that they could have they could have had that game. Yeah, that was that was one that really would have helped them, and especially with what happened over the weekend, mm-hmm. like Ole Miss. And yeah, they could have possibly moved in the field. and, and they have still got Northwestern Illinois. So you, I mean, you still got some quad one opportunities. Yeah, I think they, they got Penn do. State coming up that's, tonight. But it's a good thing for them as they yeah. do have some opportunities. Um. Yeah, they could still get in the field uh, because, again, the teams that are in there, you know, you know, we got Gonzaga here hitting a stretch now. They got San Francisco and St. Mary's this weekend. If they lose both of those, then I think the question's still out there. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to get in with that with that net. I'm sorry, but um, there could be one team, and and you know, you've got teams like Providence and Seton Hall that are in, but yeah, well, you you nobody I mean, believes. Everybody I talked to, there's not a person that believes in Seton Hall. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, no, that that makes tomorrow night even more important for them. Right, right, right. I, I, I just, I really think like a team to watch out for that is Providence. I just, they've got the, to me, they got the best player in the league, Carter. Mm-hmm. Their center's tough. They've got a, a decent bench. I mean, they, if they get it going, they, they're tough mm-hmm. to beat. Now they've, again, there's a team that's done all their work at home, so. Uh, when will this be, uh, your latest bracket be out on stadium.com? Be a little bit later today, probably about noon. We okay. got a, Mark just got back from vacation. The guy usually gets it going. So we hope, uh, hope <laughs> he's okay to get everything done. All right. And explain, uh, where people can, uh, uh, find out and tune in to, uh, the mock, uh, well, selection committee this week. Come down to Let Fly. We'll have it on a TV there, but you can also just go on, uh, nice plug. Nice. Well, you yeah. got I think you live there. 
Does I, your wife know that? I kind of do. Yeah. When I go to Crank Games, my buddies are like, "God, you're like the mayor in here." <laughs> God, me, you know? hey, if they turn Which that, is, in, hey, if they turn that into an OTB, <laughs> you'll find it. You'll, yep. you'll buy a place down there. <laughs> uh, we're kicking it off two o'clock on Friday. You can go to our uh, YouTube channel, uh, 2024 Mock Selection. You'll find it right there. Uh, it's going to be an awesome event. Um, we're looking forward to it. We've, we've got a we've got a schedule. We're going to get if you're looking for whatever. I would guess. I would just guess Nebraska's probably not going to get in on the first ballot. So I would, if you want to see them get selected, it would be sometime probably Friday afternoon. And then if you want to like tune in for the top seats, maybe Creighton. That'll be done Friday night. So. Okay. That's always yep. fun. I'm, that's uh, that's a cool thing what you guys do. Always appreciate it. Uh, we only have a couple more visits here uh, before the bracket is officially set. So well, I don't know. I talked to Ed yesterday. Maybe I should do baseball. At, you know, they're five and zero. You know? Yeah, they are. They're yeah, put, right. put up some runs. They have put up some runs. Who have they played again? <laughs> I don't know. But play two service academy. I, like I told Ed, why don't you schedule Navy? You could have played Air Force, Navy, and Army all in one weekend. <laughs> now, am I reading this correct? They are. Playing in the same sure. town yeah. next. Yeah, okay. they're staying in the same hotel. Everything. Yep. Nice. They, Ed said it's great. AAA facility. He says awesome. Oh, I watched the. I watched the. The. Uh, uh, I think it was. Alexo's dad. Alexo's dad yeah. was streaming yeah. the game this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I saw that. So I watched it and I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's a beautiful place. Yeah. So he, he likes it down there. Ah. Yeah. So there it's better go. than Maryland. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, that's uh, Tim Kruger. You can find him on Twitter at TK Brackets and the. Uh, latest bracket up on stadium.com uh, later today on 1620 The Zone. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.